Welcome everyone to an episode of the Bleed Hockey Podcast, episode 99. So we are one shy away of the grand, well not grand, century mark, 100 episodes, um, 99 of 100. Getting to 100 soon. Um, we have a lot to talk about, uh, and I meant to do this on Saturday, obviously, couldn't do it Saturday. And uh, here we are on a Monday, end of Monday. You're probably hearing this on a Tuesday if you actually listen. <laughs> um, and for those who do listen, I do uh, appreciate you uh, putting forth the effort to sit through this. Or if you're watching this uh, on the YouTube side of things, I appreciate the views and uh, appreciate anyone that continues to support the, the podcast and or the YouTube channel. Um through all of the trials and tribulations um, as we start to wind things down, as the season starts to wind down. Um, we have some standings. We have some trades. And also with me waiting all this time to make this episode, uh, as I was putting my fi final touches on the notes, come to find out there was some breaking news, which we'll have at the end of the show. Um, without further ado, let's dive into the big old uh, standings as of Friday morning, not of now, because um, there was a lot of movement. Uh, if I was uh, uh, if I was to have updated that now, but keeping with you know either doing it on a Friday or Saturday tradition, I opted to keep the standings from as of Friday morning. So these are of as of Friday morning does not reflect um, when you're listening to this now. So keep that in mind. Um, and I will strive to have an episode Saturday, uh, Saturday morning. Uh, I will strive to have that done. So keep an eye out for that. Um, so we go into the Atlantic Division. Not a lot of movement. Montreal still Montreal with a record of 17, 36, and 10. Uh, Ottawa dropping down one spot from Sixth to seventh place with a record of 22, 36, and five. Buffalo doing uh, the hot potato switch between them and Ottawa, jumping up one spot to sixth place with a record of 23, 33, and eight. Uh, Detroit still Detroit, still fifth place with a record of 26, 30, and seven. The Boston Bruins still the first wild card in the Eastern Conference and still fourth place with a record of 39, 19, and five. Then Tampa Bay Lightning fall down one spot with a record of 39, 17, and 6 in third place. The Toronto Maple Leafs jump up one spot from third to second, keeping space between them and Boston uh, with a record of 40, 18, and 5. And lastly, still first place in the, in the Atlantic Division with a record of 42, 14, and 6 is the Florida Panthers. Uh, the Metropolitan Division, eighth place, goes to New Jersey with a record of 23, 36, and 5, dropping down one spot from 7th to 8th, doing their little piggy friggin' hot potato shit with Philadelphia as they jump up one spot uh, from 8th to 7th place with a record of 20, 32, and 11. A lot of overtime losses there. Uh, the New York Islanders drop in, uh, still 6th place with a record of 27, 25, and 9. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets still fifth place with the record of 32, 29, and 3. Washington Capitals still fourth place, still second wild card in the Eastern Conference with the record of 35, 20, and 10. New York Rangers still third place with a record of 40, 19, and 5. 
Philadelphia, uh, not Philadelphia, uh, Pittsburgh with a record of 39, 16, and 10, still second place. And lastly, in the Metropolitan Division, still first place with a record of 42, 15, and 6 is the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, and the Central Division, still eighth place is the Arizona Coyotes with a record of 20, 39, and 4. Chicago Blackhawks still seventh place with a record of 23-32 and 9. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets still sixth place with a record of 30-24 and 10. Uh, the Dallas Stars hold the second wild card in the uh in the Western Conference. And the with the record of 35, 24, and 3. The Asheville Predators hold the first wild card spot as of Friday. Uh, with a record of 37, 23, and 4. The Minnesota Wild hold third place with a record of 37, 20, and 4. St. Louis Blues hold second place with a record of 35, 18, and 9. And the Colorado Avalanche hold first place with a record of 45, 14, and 5. And five wins away from that 50 win mark there. And lastly, the Pacific Division with a record of 23-8 and 6 is still Seattle in eighth place. San Jose still seventh place with the record of 28-27 and 8. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks still sixth place with the record of 27-28 and 11. Vancouver still fifth place with a record of 31-26 and 8. And Vegas Golden Knights still fourth place. However, they did lose their uh, second wild card berth there with a record of 34, 28, and 4. Edmonton Oilers still third place with a record of 35, 24, and 5. LA Kings still second place with a record of 35, 22, and 8. And lastly, the Calgary Flames with a record of 38, 17, and 8. Still first place in the Pacific Division. And as I said, this is as of the morning of Friday before any of the games started. Um, if we want to go through the standings right now, I can already tell you a majority of these uh, move uh, of these uh, standings aren't as they are uh, right now. Uh, Tampa Bay reclaimed their second wild card, uh, their second place spot. Um, other than that, the East is basically the same as I just said. Uh, Vegas reclaimed their second wild card spot. Uh, the Blues are now back in the top three, even though they were uh, going into this game. If you uh, watch the Vancouver game, uh, Vancouver game, or if you watch the game in the night review, as this uh, video or podcast is up by then, it should be up. Um, they were coming into this game with the first wild card in the Western Conference uh, after holding on to that second uh, place spot in the Central Division for the longest time. Uh, getting a good good win against the Vancouver Canucks. Hopefully, they can continue that momentum. Um, but yeah, as I say, uh, the a lot of these teams only have about anywhere between twenty to anywhere between yeah, maybe like fourteen. I know Vegas has fourteen games left, uh, all the way up to probably like twenty games left uh, on the season. We have a full month left of play, and I'll. A lot of these uh, teams are really neck and neck with each other, and you can't afford to go on a losing streak right now. You cannot afford to leave points on the table. So that's why I keep harping regulation plus overtime wins. 
uh, make a break. Absolutely make a break for a lot of teams. Uh, and regulation plus overtime wins are going to bite you in the ass. Guarantee you they will. Um, but yeah. So with that said, let's go into some signings before we get into the tr- all of the trades. Get you up to date if you've been living under a rock. I know you probably haven't, but this is me putting my stamp on it. Uh, so the Boston Bruins re-signed for Jake DeBrusque to a two-year deal with a uh, $8 million contract with an average annual value of $4 million. Ottawa Senators re-signed goaltender Anton Forsberg to a three-year deal, $8.25 million, with an average annual value of $2.75. Not too bad. Uh, Arizona Coyotes re-signed goaltender Cara, uh, Carl uh, Vimelka to a three-year deal, $8.1 Seven five million with an average annual value of two point seven two five. Not too bad. Uh, Islanders re-signed forward Cal Clutterbuck to a two-year deal, three point five million dollar contract extension with an average annual value of one point seven five. That's some good depth right there. Uh, and lastly, the Carolina Hurricanes have re-signed forward Jesperi Kokinemi to an eight-year, thirty-eight point five six million dollar contract extension with an average annual value of four point eight two million dollars. Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, not too bad at all. And now again, to, now we've got all that out of the way. Let's do some trades. So we had trades before the deadline day, and then we had trades on deadline day. So let's go into the ones that happened before deadline day. Uh, Boston Bruins acquired Hampus Lindholm uh, and Cody Curran from the Anaheim Ducks in exchange for defenseman Yerho Vekainen, John Moore, and a 2022 first round pick and a 2023 second round pick as well as a 2024 second round pick all the while Anaheim retains 50% of uh, Hampus Lindholm's $5.2 million cap pit. So that's where a lot of those picks come from Uh, Florida Panthers as they've been on a roll all season long. uh, They about to become even more dangerous as they acquired forwards, Claude Giroux. Yeah, that Claude Giroux. Connor Ber- uh, Bunneman, German uh, Rupstov, and a 2024 fifth-round pick from the Philadelphia Flyers in exchange for forward Owen Tippett, a 2024 first-round pick, and a 2023 third-round pick. All the while, the Flyers retained 50% of Claude Giroux's $8.275 million cap pit. Vancouver Canucks acquired defenseman Travis Dermott from the Florida, not Florida, from the Toronto Maple Leafs in exchange from a 2022 third round pick. Not too bad. Uh, LA Kings require, uh, acquired defenseman Troy Stetcher from the Detroit Red Wings in exchange for a 2022 seventh round pick. Uh, Senators acquired defenseman Travis Hamnick from the Canucks in exchange for a 2022 third round pick. Florida Panthers have acquired defenseman Robert Haig, not Hag. Haig, Robert Haig, from the Florida, uh, from the Buffalo Sabres in exchange for a 2022 six-round pick. The Boston Bruins re-signed defenseman Hampus Lindholm after acquiring him to an eight-year, $52 million contract extension with an average annual value of $6.5 million. I don't know why I put that in the trades, but okay. Uh, Winnipeg Jets acquire Mason Appleton. From the Kraken in exchange for a 2023 fourth round pick. 
The Nashville Predators have acquired defenseman Jeremy Lausanne from the Seattle Kraken in exchange for a 2022 second round pick. That's kind of high, but all right. Uh, Dallas Stars acquire goaltender Scott Wedgwood from the Coyotes in exchange for a conditional 2023 fourth round pick. And that condition is the pick will turn into a 2023 third round pick if the Stars qualify for the uh, playoffs this year. So we'll see how that shakes out for him. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning have acquired forward Nick Paul from a from the Ottawa Senators in exchange for Matthew Joseph and a 2024 fourth-round pick. Uh, Maple Leafs acquiring defenseman Mark Giordano and forward Colin Blackwell from the Seattle Kraken in exchange for a 2022 second-round pick, a 2023 second-round pick, and a 2024 third-round pick. All the while... The Seattle Kraken will retain 50% of Mark Giordano's $6.75 million contract. Uh, yeah, $6.75 million cap hit. How do the, t- the Toronto Maple Leafs still, defi- uh, still happen to find cap space? I don't know. I don't know. It is, uh, it's magic. Uh, and lastly, before we get into deadline day trades, the Arizona Coyotes uh, acquired the rights to Jack McBain from the Minnesota Wild in exchange for Vancouver's second-round pick. Um, And there you go. Deadline day trades. So to start off with the blockbuster here, uh, Minnesota Wild acquired Marc-Andre Fleury. They saved his ass from the Chicago Blackhawks um, in exchange for a conditional second-round pick. And that pick becomes a first-round pick if the Wild make the Western Conference final and Flurry wins four games in the opening two rounds of the playoffs. So there you go. San Jose Sharks have acquired goaltender Capo Kakonen from the Minnesota Wild because you got to make space for Flurry in exchange for defenseman Jacob Middleton and a fifth round pick. Solid trade there. Washington Capitals have acquired forward Marcus Johansson, making his return to the Capitals after being uh, gone. I think, I think they lost him. Either in free, they either lost him in free agency or lost him. I'm pretty sure they didn't lose him in the uh, expansion draft. Um, he comes back to the Capitals uh, from the crack in exchange for Daniel Sprong, a 2022 fourth round pick and a 2023 sixth round pick. And the Kraken retain 50% of Marcus Johansson's $1.5 million cap hit. So not a lot of money that they're keeping, um, but hey. Uh, better than uh, taking on all that cap, I guess. Uh, Arizona Coyotes acquire forward Brian Little and the rights to forward Nathan Smith from the Winnipeg Jets in exchange for a fourth round pick. Uh, not a lot of not a lot of uh, value there. Uh, he has two and Little has two years left at five point two nine million dollars. Uh, but it all makes sense because Arizona Coyotes taking on that kind of deal, uh, which is fine for them because he's on LTIR. And that's what the Coyotes are basically known for, is just taking on money, just to take on money. Uh, and Nathan Smith has 18 goals and 31 assists in 34 games uh, with Minnesota State this season. So we'll see how that shakes out for him. I mean, if he wants a foot in the door in the NHL. I mean, I would imagine he'd want to sign with the Coyotes, but um, 
They are the Coyotes, and they are also about to play in a college stadium for the next three seasons. So you uh, you tell me, you you can go ahead and tell me uh, how that might shake out for them, but uh, or any sort of prospect to getting anyone worth a damn to play for that franchise. I mean, don't get me wrong. I support the Arizona Coyotes. I have their little freaking little board there. I've got the freaking Kachina jersey. I go how how all the time, um, all the time, uh, even when it's not warranted. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I am a fan of the Coyotes. But with these moves, especially with the fact that they're playing in a freaking 5,000-seat arena that may or may not even get filled <laughs> at all, Um this goes to show um, this franchise is not going in a good direction. And the fact that they have not been relocated at this, at this point in time is horrible. Absolutely horrible um, that it hasn't even happened yet, but we'll see how it shakes out for them. Um, that's all I got to say about it. But, but yeah, Pittsburgh Penguins though. Um, Speaking of teams that uh, almost got moved to Kansas City, uh, although I really wish Arizona did get moved to Kansas City if they did end up getting moved. Uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, they did acquire defenseman Nathan uh, Bellew from the Winnipeg Jets in exchange for a conditional seventh-round pick. Uh, National Predators acquire uh, Ford. Uh, Jeremy Lazan from Seattle Kraken exchange. I already went over that. I don't know why I did that twice. Uh, Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Edmonton Oilers. Uh, acquired defenseman Brett Kulak from the Montreal Canadiens in exchange for defenseman William Legison and a 2023 second round pick. Uh, Boston Bruins uh, bolstering their decor as a acquired defenseman Josh Brown and a conditional second round, seventh round pick. No, a 2022 seventh round pick from the Ottawa Senators in exchange for forward Zach Sensation. And a second round, uh, a 2022 fifth round pick. And if Sensition plays five games with the centers before the end of the season, the conditional pick becomes a sixth rounder instead of a seventh. Uh, LA Kings have acquired defenseman Frederick Allard from the Nashville Predators in exchange for forward Braden Burke. Nashville Predators also acquired defenseman Alex Biega from the Toronto Maple Leafs in exchange for future considerations. The dastardly future considerations getting thrown around like it's freaking free money there. Uh, New York Rangers have acquired defenseman Justin Braun from the Philadelphia Flyers in exchange for a 2023 third-round pick. Uh, the only trade that the St. Louis Blues made was acquiring Nick Letty and Luke Wikowski uh, from the Detroit Red Wings, uh, getting rid of Jake Wallman, Oscar Sundquist, in a second-round pick in the 2023 draft. Sad to see Sonny go, but, you know, it had to happen. Um, they decided to keep Ivan Barbashev as he kind of fills that same role that uh, Sonny has, a gritty uh, center ice guy uh, that can fill your bottom six uh, well. Um, he's a really good utility player. Um, and Sonny served his, served his purpose really well. Loved him as a penguin, as I said, uh, during the game of the night uh, that happened that same day, uh, mentioning that trade. Uh, loved him as a penguin. 
even love them even more as a blue. Um, he's going to do great things in Detroit. Um, and hopefully um, he does some good things up there. Um, but also hope Nick Letty uh, and if Luke Wukowski ever comes up to the blues, um, hopefully they do great things for the blues as well. Um, another news, Tampa Bay Lightning. Not Tampa Bay Lightning. New York Rangers acquire Andrew Kopp and a 2023 six-round pick from the Winnipeg Jets in exchange for forward Morgan Barron, a conditional 2022 second-round pick, a conditional second-round pick, in, and a uh, 2023 fifth-round pick. The first conditional second can turn into a first if New York makes the conference final and Kopp plays at least 50% of playoff games. And the second is a Winnipeg option for a 2022 second or 2023 second round pick. Tampa Bay Lightning inquired forward Riley Nash from the Arizona Coyotes in exchange for future considerations. Uh, Ottawa Senators acquired goaltender Michael McNevin from the Calgary Flames in exchange for future considerations as well. Uh, Rangers acquire forward uh, Nick Merkley from the San Jose Sharks in exchange for defenseman Anthony Bieto. Uh, Calgary Flames acquire forward Ryan Carpenter, biggest Golden Knights legend right there, uh, from the Chicago Blackhawks in exchange for a 2024 fifth-round pick. Dallas Stars making their only trade of the deadline season as they acquire forward, oh, oh actually, no, it's their second one, uh, acquiring forward Vladislav Nemestikov from the Detroit Red Wings in exchange for a fourth-round pick, I presume, for this year. Edmonton Oilers have acquired forward Derek Broussard from the Philadelphia Flyers in exchange for a 2023 fourth-round pick. The New York Rangers acquire forward Tyler Mott from the Vancouver Canucks in exchange for a 2023 fourth-round pick. The New Jersey Devils have acquired goaltender the Hamburglar himself, Andrew Hammond, from the Montreal Canadiens in exchange for forward Nate Schnarr. The Winnipeg Jets have acquired St. Louis Blues legend and seeing the cup champion of the 2019 season, Zach Sandberg from the Ottawa Senators in exchange for a 2022 fifth round pick. The San Jose Sharks uh, acquire a 2024 fifth round pick for uh, forward Andrew Cogliano going to the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Washington Capitals have acquired Ford uh, Johan Larson from the Arizona Coyotes in exchange for a 2023 third-round pick. And the Coyotes will retain 50% of Larson's $1.4 million cap pick. The Colorado Avalanche have acquired Arturi Lekonen from the Montreal Canadiens in exchange for defenseman Justin Barron and a 2024 second-round pick. And I think we're, yeah, and the last trade is a three-way trade. We don't really get a lot of those three-way trades, but here we do uh, get one. Uh, as the Carolina Hurricanes have acquired Ford Max Domi from the Columbus Blue Jackets in a three-team three trade, including the Florida Panthers. So Max Domi um, with um, a quarter of his deal going to Carolina, uh, which means Carolina only have to pay him $1.325 million, uh, as well as Tyler Inamoto going to Carolina. Columbus will get uh, defenseman Aiden Hershuk and retain 
50% of Max Domi's $5.3 million cap pit at $2.65 million. And Florida will get Igor Korshov, a 2022 sixth-round pick, and retain the remaining 25% of Max Domi's $5.3 million cap pit at $1.325 million. So there you go. And that is your trades. Um, yeah. And also some controversy uh, with trades is that the Ottawa Senators uh, apparently led the Vegas Golden Knights and NHL to believe that Evgeny Dadnoff uh, and his no trade clause had expired or was void when Dadnoff was traded to Vegas. However, that was then found false. Um, as the paperwork to void or I guess like make it expire was not properly filed. So his no trade clause uh, was then continued on uh, as the Vix Gold Knights, I guess, uh, rumor has it they were trying to trade Dadnov to the Anaheim Ducks in exchange for Ryan Kessler. Um, that I am believing to be true or not. Um, but do, um, long story short, they found out that his no trade clause was still there and they, he's like, yeah, no, I ain't going. So they're like, all right, cool. Uh, you ain't going nowhere. And which is actually fine because, uh, it just made dad Nov more driven and he's been on terror since, since then. So good for dad Nov. And also another news, Montreal Canadiens become the first team, surprise, surprise, uh, to be eliminated from the playoff contention. I thought that they were eliminated by a long while ago, but I guess um, they are now. So there you go. And second to last here, uh, Jeff Merrick apparently uh, reporting that the NHL and the Premier Hockey Federation, or otherwise known as or formerly known as the National Women's Hockey League, uh, supposedly going to be meeting in an attempt to bring the two leagues together in what capacity? I don't know. Maybe if it's a WNBA, NBA sort of deal, um, we'll have to see. Um, but speaking of the PHF, let me uh, look that up because the Isabel Cup, um, for those that don't know, is the... Stanley Cup equivalent for the PHF, and those playoffs are happening as it stands. Um, sadly, actually, the Isabel Cup final is actually occurring as I record this. Um, but sadly, uh, the Toronto Six did not go on to the uh, Isabel Cup final. Um, so if we look for our bracket here, if we can scroll all the way down and all the way down and all the way down because we have all these highlights. Um, let's keep going. Let's keep going. It just keeps going and go. Okay. So we had Toronto six getting a buy, getting you an update on how things shook, uh, shook out for them. So the Toronto six had a buy, uh, the Boston Pride and the Buffalo Buttes uh, faced off where then the uh, Buffalo um, Buttes got defeated. They have been defeated by the Boston Pride. Uh, the 
Metropolitan Riveters uh, were defeated by the Minnesota Whitecaps, who then faced the other team that got to buy the Connecticut Whale. The Connecticut Whale then beat the Whitecaps to go on to the uh, semifinal. Oh, no, to go on to the finals uh, against the Boston Pride, who then defeated uh, the Toronto Six, who now, uh, as we speak, uh, the Connecticut Whale are leading the... uh, Yeah, as we speak right now, well, actually, no, the Boston Pride are leading the Connecticut Whale three to two in the third period of the Isabel cup final and uh, Boston pride currently the reigning and defending uh, Isabel cup champions. So we shall see how that shakes out for them. Uh, all I gotta say is go Connecticut whale as they uh, knocked out my Toronto six. Um, but yeah. And lastly, uh, to end the show, not really on a happy note, um, but the breaking news that uh, transpired as I was putting putting my finishing touches on the notes and making sure everything's all good and dandy uh, to do the episode, and that is apparently uh, the owner of the Ottawa Centers, Eugene Melnick, has passed on uh, as he was dealing with an illness um that he has been uh dealing with they didn't really disclose what illness that was um but uh it is it is sad to hear that the uh owner of the auto centers uh eugene melnick has since passed on uh my condolences here at uh from e- uh easy hockey reviews and bleed hockey podcast uh to the auto centers organization uh and uh eugene melnick's family uh and hope all is well with them. Um, but yeah, that is that uh, with the episode, uh, episode 99. And next episode, I shall once again, as I said, will strive to have it done on Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon at the latest, uh, episode 100. And after that, we have... So if we go off of our uh, traditional schedule, so episode 100 out on the uh, 2nd of the, of April, uh, episode 109 on the 9th, episode 102 on the 15th, episode 103 on the 22nd, episode 104, which is the last episode. Tentatively, the last episode of the Blade Hockey Podcast, episode 104, out on the 30th of April. After the season is over, we do our uh, final standings roundup, find out who made the playoffs, who missed out, how close they were, and was I right or was I wrong on standings predictions from the beginning of the season. I can basically promise you I was dead wrong uh on all fronts um on who uh were in what position obviously um but that's also to be expected considered the fact that the past two seasons were shortened seasons for one and also it was just you can't really gauge where teams were 
with bubble play in 2020 and 2021 a shortened season and also the restructuring of all the divisions with this being the first year with the regular divisions again um yeah things were bound to be shaken up and um yeah we shall see how that shakes out for them and how it should shake up at all um but until then we got four episodes four or five episodes until we get to that point so until then that's for that that's for this don't forget to like share and subscribe if you're on the youtube side of things and if you're on the podcast side of things don't forget to rate and subscribe and i'll catch you on the next one on saturday thank you very much